This podcast does not constitute financial or investment advice. It is for educational, general information and entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your own financial advisor before making any financial decisions. My advice for girls, I want to say at all ages, is to have the confidence and the comfort level to talk money. All girls should talk money with their friends, with their parents, with their families. It's not a taboo subject. Just as we talk makeup and hair and, you know, that could be a little sexist, but we we talk so many other things with our friends and our partners and our peers. Money should be that topic as well. And women should understand that. But also girls should also understand if they don't have the money and they're in circles where there is a lot of money or there's more money than what they might have that one day, not to fear, be embarrassed by saying, I don't have that money to go to the movie tonight. You're listening to Banking on Girls, the podcast that explores the importance of financial literacy for girls and young women. And I'm your host, Marina Batmuala. Join me on this journey to uncover insights and inspiration. My guest today is Judy Herbst, the Executive Director of Savvy Ladies, a non-profit organization that offers a free financial helpline and financial planning education to women. Savvy Ladies is completely independent from any financial institution or organization, and its resources are provided free of charge. Judy has a background in creating programs and campaigns that educate and speak to critical issues targeting women, parents, and families. Welcome, Judy. Thank you. I'm happy to be here today with you. Judy, Savvy Ladies is a unique organization that's helped over 25,000 women free of charge with the goal of effecting change in the lives of women and preventing financial abuse. What's the story behind Savvy Ladies? Savvy Ladies is an incredible organization. This is our 20th year of celebrating Savvy Ladies as a nonprofit. Daisy Francis, our founder, is a wonderful, unique individual. She founded Savvy Ladies because she herself saw firsthand financial abuse happening to her grandmother, but she saw it at the very end of her grandmother's life. And she said, never should a woman feel uncomfortable, unsafe, and not have a place to turn to ask financial questions, to live a life in safety, really. And she said that she would, and she was in her 20s when she did this, devote her life. And she founded Savvy Ladies, the nonprofit, and she calls it, it's her gift to her grandmother. So that no other person, no other woman would be stuck in a marriage because they were suffering from financial abuse, because they were scared to tell anyone about it and leave a situation because they had no access to money or resources to figure out how to get out. And that's why Stacey started the organization 20 years ago. So she started it and she did meetings and workshops out of her living room. And 20 years, fast forward to where we are today in 2023, the organization has grown over the course of all these years that what stands out as so unique is we've developed a helpline 
where we're connecting women with their questions with a pro bono community of financial professionals to answer those critical questions that a woman might have. And we are that safe place for a woman to turn to, to get those questions answered. That's just an incredible service that you're providing. So how many women are taking advantage or using this helpline? So the helpline we are seeing as we let more and more people know and we work with more organizations such as domestic shelters across the U.S., we make our services available to anyone 18 years and older in the United States. We are seeing anywhere from 10 to 15 women come to our helpline, which is an online resource. It's an online resource that they can find, submit their question to us. And then with that question, we connect them with a pro bono financial advisor. So right now we are connecting, hovering around 200 women a month. So last year in 2022, we connected 2,400 women on the helpline. And this year we're going to surpass 3,000 women. And because of that, we've grown our pro bono professional community to close to 300 volunteers who want to help women and answer their questions. And it's an amazing, amazing opportunity for the volunteers to give back. And they really love the opportunity to do that. And what's happening is the connection is made on their own time at the convenience of the client and the volunteer. So volunteers can connect on Sundays at lunchtime, in the evenings, in the morning, because the schedules of the women that are coming to us, you know, they have families themselves. They might be in an abusive relationship. They can only talk at certain times. Those can be met based on the scheduling. Is there any barrier for any woman to use the helpline? It's just an you have to be 18 and that's it. We're asking 18 and older. And we're also asking that they reside in the U.S., because the laws for some of the questions are really United States based. And since we have volunteers from across the U.S., especially when it comes to divorce law or tax law, there are specific regional answers that we want to be able to give the accurate information to. Otherwise, we would refer the clients to some general resources that they can find for their state. And what about women who aren't having any relationship trouble, but they're just struggling with their own finances? Oh, absolutely. So the women that are coming to us are women from all backgrounds with all questions. So we're seeing debt management questions, budgeting questions. We're seeing younger women coming 25 who are starting out their careers, asking questions on how to balance juggling, managing that paycheck to pay their rent, food, debt, their college debt, school debt, and any money that they might feel like in some cases they feel they need to give back and send home to their families to support families as well for first generation is very, very important. So we do a lot of budget management, credit card debt as well. Many women are carrying credit card debt. They want to save also. So we are getting questions around saving for buying a home, how to invest. What does investing mean even? Many times we get questions, how much do I have to earn to invest? It's really a savings and budgeting plan. So it's budgeting, savings, having an emergency fund. And then you can save $50 a month. You don't have to have hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to save. Right. You just need to get on the right path. Would you say these are the most prevalent issues you're dealing with? Basic debt management, savings, and basic investments? 
Yeah, introduction to investing, understanding, you know, a Roth IRA, what is pre-tax and post-tax? Can I save now? Should I start saving in my 20s? Many women, you know, understanding compound interest, what that means if you start saving now in your 20s. Women are living much longer into their 80s what that means for women as they start saving and can accumulate wealth. So the idea that the game-changing piece for women that is usually the biggest eye-opener is that women can invest. Like women should be investing. So women are really good at budgeting. Women are good at saving and having an emergency fund. But there is always this thought, I can't invest or I don't know how to invest. So we want to take that stigma out, answer their questions. It's quite easy. And when women do invest, they are very mindful of where they're investing and they're very thoughtful about how they're investing and they want to know those companies. Women typically do very well when they invest because they've done the research. So it's understanding different terms. So when they come to Savvy Ladies and get matched with a professional, They are asking, in some cases, basic questions, but they're also asking questions on long-term investments. Where should they be investing? How to have a diversified portfolio? What those terms are meaning for them? And then ultimately, like retirement savings, what does that mean? And understanding for their own selves, what is financial well-being for them? And our goal is to build their financial confidence. Yeah. And we often hear anecdotally that some of this comes from probably all of it, that girls are taught to budget and save, but boys are taught to build wealth and invest. And that starts very, very early. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And usually the conversation around money for women is a conversation that is a silence. It's not a conversation at all. So what Savvy Ladies is really trying to do is provide a safe place to ask questions. So ask money questions. We want to have, we host panels and workshops as well, in addition to the helpline, because we want to have a dialogue, woman to woman experts sharing their knowledge. So women, young girls can see the success of women today that are rising up in their profession. How did they get there? They've had mentors, they've had coaches, they had male allies. What does that mean? And how can women help other women rise? And it is by asking those questions. And presumably you're you're seeing a whole spectrum of issues. Are there any particular story to share, obviously anonymously? Well, we always have women coming to us that are very in crisis as well. Like they are looking to understand how to pay their next rent if they're juggling paying their utilities and paying which one don't I pay or how do I pay down my debt? So we have many questions around that, which our financial advisors will help them map out their plan and their money plans of what to pay, how to pay it so that nothing gets repossessed or they don't get, they don't lose their homes, I think is one some very critical issues. I want to say security is the most important piece of the equation for a woman when it comes to money. They want to have money for security and that personal security is taking care of their family. Many are single moms, so they want to take care of their children. They want to have a safe home to live in. And sometimes, you know, having a car to get to work is very important. So how to do all of that balancing act with a budget, managing with the salary they have, we can help them. And I think a big part of what our volunteers do is listen to the woman who's calling and coming to the helpline to help them sort of take a deep breath and understand what their plan is that it can be figured out. 
there are resources that can help them. What we're seeing, I think what is very interesting is many women are coming to us asking around small business. They are looking to start their small business. I want to say through COVID, it was welcoming for women to work from home, to be mobile and be able to juggle being a mother, being able to manage their household as well as work. And that became very important. And now as people are getting back into the office, women still want that flexibility of being mobile. We've had a lot more women coming to us asking about starting their own business, what that means, how to start it. So I would say that's been our one of the trends I am seeing with women right now coming to us asking how to take something that they're sort of testing and learning or piloting as an opportunity, be it a service that they are offering their services as a way, be it as a therapist or a coach or taking a product that they had and developing that. We see that, you know, from cooking and baking, you just other opportunities that they've been testing during the last three years and turning that into a small business. So the pandemic's really changed the sort of issues that women are dealing with now. Yeah, I think it's terrific. Small business was not even a topic that really was surfacing. We are definitely seeing surfacing as a new topic right now, along with, you know, wellness. It really becomes financial wellness. What is wellness for you? It could be it's very individual. Like what becomes financially important to you to have? And I think during the pandemic, many Families and women realize you don't need to spend so much money on everything. So it's understanding what's important to you and how much is enough. And I love some of our volunteers. We talk about that and help everyone understand exactly what your needs are so you can balance your needs and be happy. And we talk about that a lot, that ultimately financial literacy is about values. There are always trade-offs. So we talked about the helpline. What other programs do you offer that women can benefit from? So what I love is that since we have so many, we have such a great community of experts and beyond just sharing their knowledge, helping a woman one-to-one, which is the helpline, Savvy Ladies has put together panel discussions. So we've taken some of the key topics that we have that we're seeing coming to the helpline, and we've expanded them to free panels. So bringing in experts on these topics that possibly, you know, our clients would never have access to initially or even know about. So for instance, divorce, divorce and money is a key topic that women are coming to Savvy Ladies. They want to know how to plan for pre-divorce, post-divorce, that they can manage money on their own. And in many cases, women are realizing they probably might need to go back to work now to live that lifestyle that they would desire once they get divorced. So we have a divorce series, Get Savvy. I call it our Get Savvy series of panel discussions. And we put together Get Divorce Savvy. So we've been hosting this for the last couple of years, and we'll host it again this January and February. And very, very interesting, insightful information that in this world of divorce, there are divorce specialists, there's therapists, divorce coaches, there's forensic divorce accountants help you track the money so you know where it is and help you identify it even before you file for divorce. 
So you know what to ask for. So really interesting. Then there's also cybersecurity around divorce because that's also around money and account information for accessibility. So all these questions were coming up, which many women may not have even thought of initially, but we are bringing it to their attention, letting them know this is out there. So when they come to a panel, they can hear from the experts and then come to the helpline to see how it can work for them and ask their individual questions with even more knowledge of what is out there in the, sort of the universe of filing for divorce. So finally, Judy, what advice do you have for people raising girls in today's world? My advice for girls, I want to say at all ages, is to have the confidence and the comfort level to talk money. All girls should talk money with their friends, with their parents, with their families. It's not a taboo subject. Just as we talk makeup and hair and, you know, that could be a little sexist, but we we talk so many other things with our friends and our partners and our peers. Money should be that topic as well. And women should understand that. But also girls should also understand if they don't have the money and they're in circles where there is a lot of money or there's more money than what they might have that one day, not to fear, be embarrassed by saying, I don't have that money to go to the movie tonight, or I'm not going to go to dinner with you because I'm not going to spend that money on a movie or out to dinner, but I want to be with my friends. So have the comfort level and the confidence to say no and to pivot the question to say, oh, I want to be with you. But it's okay to say, I don't have the money today because I'm saving it to pay my rent, my debt down, but I want to be with you because you're still my friend. So not to be embarrassed, I think it's to own it. Every girl should own the conversation around money and not be ashamed. That's the advice I give. Terrific advice. And what have you learned on your journey since you've joined Savvy Ladies yourself? So I joined Savvy Ladies and my story is very interesting because I didn't come from the financial services background. I came from a PR marketing background, purely brand management for for profit companies working for the likes of Tiffany and American Girl and some digital startups. And I want to say it's great to pivot and to rethink how your skills can be used in other ways. And that's exactly what I did is I retooled my skills around branding and marketing for Savvy Ladies as a nonprofit, and I volunteered my time. So that is something else I want to suggest to many of the girls is if you are looking for something new to do, different to do, to test out new ideas, volunteer your services, and you never know who you're going to meet because it is all about the network. And more and more now today, than when when I was in my 20s, women now are uplifting women. Prior to this, I want to say, and you might feel this too, is that women did not lift women. We were fighting for the same one spot. And now there are more seats at the table. So women are uplifting women across all backgrounds, all denominations to help women rise to the top and have a seat at the table. And that's what's so important. And that's what I love about what I was able to do it my career. I volunteered my time at Savvy Ladies. I was then asked to move up as their executive director. And 
I used my skills because I had no grant writing skills. Being in the nonprofit, it was almost like I was a little different. But when you're different, you can kind of push the barriers a little. And it's seeing things through new glasses. And we've been able to write grants. It's like pitching for PR. You have to know your audience and you write what you want that is significant for you or important for your own organization, your own business, your own self. So in this case, Savvy Ladies, I wanted to take the helpline and grow it nationally. That was the ask. And I did a cold ask to NASDAQ Foundation and they said yes. So you have to always pitch and I, you always learn. You pitch, pitch, pitch. You could pitch 50 times and you get one answer, but it's enough because that one answer can move you forward. And that's what NASDAQ has done for Savvy Ladies. We received a NASDAQ grant in 2022, and now they continue to introduce us and network us to other organizations. So the network is so important. Always be friends with everyone. You just never know who you're going to meet. That's a good news story. And yes, it's really good news seeing so many women uplifting each other today. So how can financial professionals volunteer their time for Savvy Ladies? And how can people find out more about Savvy Ladies? So Savvy Ladies, we're online, SavvyLadies.org. We are a website, so please find us. We would love to have financial professionals. They can volunteer their time. It is all done virtually. So what we have now done, we have an app. So we work with making it very easy for volunteers to only offer an hour to an hour and a half a month is what we ask as a minimum. You're set up with a virtual. We have the app. You put it on your phone if you want. You could do it through your desktop and we onboard you. So we want to know what your expertise is. And you can come into the app and you can see clients' questions and you can sort based on areas of topic or you can see all open cases. So if you only want to focus on investing questions, or you only want to focus on divorce questions, or you only want to help on credit card debt questions, you can sort based on those topics. We have 12 topics, but you can also see all open topics and read the long question that the client is putting into the field. And then we ask the client, how would you like to meet with your volunteer first by email, Zoom, or phone? So now you have a what you know which way to communicate with your client. We do some automatic emails for introductions and the client and the volunteer take it from there. So really the volunteer schedules the appointment based on their availability and you meet and we just ask you within our system which will take any volunteer through an onboarding process is to close out the case. So we do we have agreements volunteer agreements, we have ENO insurance so we're fully covered for all our volunteers. It's a very easy process. It's a very easy way to volunteer and offer pro bono time. And I have to tell you, every volunteer we've worked with has found it very, very rewarding and very easy to access the platform and meet with clients. And for women wanting advice from the helpline, it's just a question of going to the website and submitting a question. Come to the website and submit your question. You'll see it under get help. Savvy, you can search Savvy Ladies Helpline. And then we also have it available in the Apple Store and Google Play. It is an app, but the easiest way to find us is come to the website. Judy Herbs, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Banking on Goals podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate the podcast and be sure to hit subscribe or follow so you can receive notifications of new episodes. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and at bankingongoals.com. 